Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Justice Through Marilyn Manson podcast. And my name is Kelly. I am your hostess, your whatever. Anyway, if you listened to the last episode, we've got a change in plans. Last episode, I promised this part two in a deep dive and Ashley Walters was coming up next, which it is. I promise it is halfway in the editing process. But for today, Ashley Walters is taking a little bit of a back burner because we have something more pressing to discuss. Spit. Saliva. And maybe the most ridiculous of all the Marilyn Manson cases that are active right now. And it's not the one you might think it is. In fact, it's a case not that many people know about. I've known about it for a while, but I have refrained from talking about it because I knew this day was coming and I just thought, let's see how it plays out and then chat about it with microphones on. But instead of just telling you the news, instead I've pulled together what I'm going to call an international support group of women to discuss this. One of them is a fantastic young lady by the name of Karis, C-A-R-Y-S. She has a YouTube channel where she did a fantastic series walking through all of the Marilyn Manson accusers, all the red flags, and she definitely, definitely brought it with the receipts. So if you are more interested in getting through some of the major inconsistencies and red flags about these accusers, I highly recommend checking out her YouTube channel. My second guest today is Brighton Gore. And if that last name sounds familiar to you, yes, she is related to Ilma. But we're not talking about Ilma today, thank goodness. And my last guest is Jan Terry, who I think is just a living legend. She is a songwriter. She is a true original. She has a documentary coming out on her life that just debuted at a film festival outside of Chicago, and I can't wait to see it. And she doesn't know the news, so you're going to get her raw reaction. And she always has good raw reactions to everything. So when I pulled these ladies together for an international support group powwow, we didn't anticipate talking for very long, but we ended up talking for three hours on a long variety of topics. But today we're going to be keeping the focus primarily on a woman who has filed charges and a lawsuit against Marilyn Manson for spit. So with no more boring ado from me, I'm going to cut into our conversation with the ladies now, and I'm going to give just a little bit of a disclaimer. There might be some audio issues. We were just winging it and not thinking so much about the tech side of things. So just bear with us. Enjoy this very informal, casual, not a ton of editing on my part, like the Ashley Walters episode that's coming up next. And thank you for listening. I I have seen people come out of pits with broken noses, black eyes, and she's mad about a little bit of spit on her camera lens. And I, don't get me wrong, I like photography and I respect lenses and I know they're not cheap. I'd be more upset about that maybe, like 
making sure my lens worked, then, oh my God, I need to get medical attention over some spit. Yeah, I'm sure that if her camera had like malfunctioned because of his droplet of, of spit, um, I think, yeah, she, I'd be a bit pissed off, but you know, I'd take it and get it fixed with them, you know. Also, it's Marilyn Manson. What are you expecting? But honestly, even if it was like a Justin Bieber concert, I could see even him spitting at a camera. Like, that just seems like something male performers do. It's just a guy thing, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. So I just had like an Im the image of, you remember when Justin Bieber threw up on stage? No. Is there it, was like, oh, that? it was like years, years and years and years ago, like 10 years ago. It just etched itself into my mind. Yeah, it's a, there's a video of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this woman, I I had read her lawsuit a while ago, but I hadn't read it in a minute. When you read it, the way that she describes it, or her attorneys describe it, you would have thought she was just, like, the victim of a hit and run or something. Yeah. I mean, I've not read the entire thing because I've kind of backed away a little bit in that aspect. But yeah. um, I have seen, like, screenshots of it and the bits that I have seen, darling, your lens was spit on and a little bit maybe sprayed onto you. Like, you're not... Unless you had an open wound and it seeped in and gave you a life-altering disease, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not the end of the world, my love. No. Like I said, I do think spinning is a guy thing, but a, you, a, a rock concert pit is not me spitting on you in my personal living room, you know? Yeah. It's a totally different environment. <laughs> Just it is, it is. Even if he didn't come towards the camera and do it like that anyway... Either way, you're going to get some kind of bodily fluid on you when you're right under the stage filming it to go up onto the monitors because that's that you're there. That's your job. If you are a professional, Susan, like you said you are, you, you would have been prepared for something of that nature. No? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if she had watched maybe two or three minutes of a prior con concert just to know what she was getting into, you would understand the environment oh brighton's here hello hey sorry i had to go inside little kids were <laughs> did you know that justin bieber threw up on stage once was he sued hot topic conversation over here Forget about the spit. Justin Bieber puked on stage. That's like 10,000 <laughs> times more spit. <laughs> and the meal. I mean, let's be honest, like, some fans are kind of crazy enough to... <laughs> You could get DIY craft to put it in resin and sell it on eBay. <laughs> oh dear! Five minute craft. Hey, what's up, there, Jan? Have you heard the latest news about me? about who? Exactly. 
So real quickly, <laughs> you've not met, you've got two other people on the line. So one is Brighton and she's calling in from, hey, Brighton. she's calling from all the way in, down under in Australia. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> and then we have Karis, who's over in Europe. I'm going to refrain from using the word Europe because we officially divorced. Oh, that's right. You're, you're just, do you prefer a Brit then? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You're a Brit. Okay. So she's British? She's British. Okay. Yeah. I am British. Okay. So, so did you have your high tea and your, and your tea and crumpets? Yeah. She's sipping her tea. Brighton's got her Vegemite. I'm sitting over here, yeah. red, black, and blue. With I should have a Budweiser or something here in America, but I don't. <laughs> Let me go get some Doritos. <laughs> well, I just came back from Chicago. So, uh, gosh, I was telling Karis and Brighton how you both that how you have a documentary that just debuted at Chicago at a film festival. Yeah, and they and 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 they were they were talking about in in the documentary about Marilyn Manson, and then about uh, Cindy Cynthia. Plastic Aster. So Saturday night was the party, and JoJo and I sang three songs. Well, I sang three songs, but JoJo didn't want to sing his song. Um, he sang "Get Down." He sang "Get Down, Goblin." JoJo, JoJo is Jan's doggy. He's adorable. He's running for president in twenty twenty four. Amazing, and he's better than the other options. You're a genius, Jan. I'm I'm convinced of it. Uh no, I'm. You're yeah, so some, modest. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some 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 guy at the party was bowing down and bowing down. And I said to him, "Hey, I'm no freaking Lady Gaga. I don't do that." <laughs> Shut the fuck up, idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I said to him, I said to him, I'm normal. I said I'm like you and me. I mean. I'm well, not the freaking queen that you that you bow down to. Didn't we ask our Jan is here what she thinks about the spitting incident and the Karen? That so Jan, <laughs> let me tell you the news. Brighton and Karis, they they unfortunately know this story, and I do too. But we're gonna let you in. Marilyn Manson made his first official public appearance today since all these women canceled him at the start of February 2021. He appeared in court in New Hampshire where he's pleading no contest because a woman who was filming one of his concerts in the pit, and you've performed at his concerts, you've seen it, in the pit, she was on a platform, he approached the camera, spit into it, more at the lens, I'm sure, for the effect, for the fans, but she's... Some of the spray got on her, so she's suing him for what, assault, assault oh. and battery. But also, she filed charges, so he had to go to New Hampshire, plead no contest to this minor misdemeanor charge. And she says that it's quote the worst thing that any human has ever done, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's she smoking <laughs> i don't know but i, I want some <laughs> i mean yep. like, I, i'm an old punk rocker and a metalhead and i was in a pit recently 
and um, someone knocked me in the face with their battle jacket that had studs all over it and they were apologizing profusely and it took me back because I mean there's general etiquette in the pit that if you get hurt I mean it's usually a badge of honor because you're getting mm-hmm. in it for that you know what you're getting into and you pick each other up like there's a whole camaraderie about yeah there it. is a community about it and when you're yeah. going to those shows that's what you expect so it's it's weird that a photographer who went to that show knowing what to expect decided that it's I could get drunk and blasted and name nine things in human history easily worse than being spit on or just I know I'm thinking I mean the holocaust we got slavery I thought you were going to tell me something good about Manson that Manson came out and he was doing an interview and having a new song or he was doing we're hoping that's soon he is working on new music but yeah I mean I was hoping something like that, not something New Hampshire. New Hampshire, geez. I mean, hey, hey, Karis. Yes. Do you call people Karens overseas? Because here in America, I don't like how they throw that term around too much, but it is kind of a Karen move. Yeah, we say Karen, definitely. I mean, I tend to go for the word Brenda, Barbara, or Susan, ironically. But... (laughs) Karen. It, her name is Susan, and her last name. I'm not. I'm not making this up. Her last name is Fountain. So Susan <sighs> Fountain, who's Got suing over on. being spit on. <laughs> I think she's just really insecure about her surname. As I said, what <laughs> is she smoking? I think she just wanted. And to know. can I have some? I know it must be no, good. I would. <laughs> Something interesting I found about in America when I was living there, I was kind of, because of my situation, I was exposed to a lot of, like, different socioeconomic situations in California, and I thought it was interesting that Jan mentioned that, you know, California, like a third world country, you guys Mm -hmm. really kind of have a blindness to how neglected the people are in America, and um, they were much more aggressive because you guys just have this, like, lack of... um, resources for them yeah yeah um, they, yeah they 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 um they get everything and the army vets and the other people the united states citizens don't get much they're like no you don't the, you the aliens are top first and then the witch people and then they're homeless and then yeah and and it's kind of perpetrated by this I've got mine attitude that I noticed it's different people um it really depended but some of them almost acted as if these people who were homeless were deserving of it it's like if you are doing well in life in America then you deserve it and if you're doing bad you also deserve it equally and life just doesn't work like that and uh-huh. I found that really interesting as like I kind of battled trying to find a roof over my head that you know the shelters in California they're scary you know they're not and there's no resources and in Australia, it's much the same, but to get the resources, you have to kind of go through a lot of red tape to get it mm-hmm. um, because we do have more of a social network, but you have to do, you know, 80 pages of paperwork. You have to provide evidence. You have to do this, which also causes its own problems. But it was really sad. And I think I was telling you earlier that um, I had a homeless guy spit on me once. I thought it was hilarious. I was baptized by him. Yeah, that, it's a dream. And I, it was because I bought him a lighter. He'd asked me to borrow one, and I just bought one to the store and walked back. And he hugged me and then spat in his hand and zimbered my forehead like, you know, Lion King. 
And I wasn't offended by that. I was grossed out, but like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that I couldn't fix by going home and scrubbing my forehead with a scour, you know, and that's what pisses me off about like the whole dramatization of being spit on at a concert where you're kind of expecting that you're in the pit, you're a photographer for it. Right. Yeah. And then this identity crisis that America is seemingly going through, that's just, you know, causes sensitivity and like, Oh, I'm going to blame this and be a victim and get my name for five minutes of fame. I don't get that whole, you know, the dream in America where you're, you know, working towards being famous. And it it seems like this crisis all Mm -hmm. together in one. And that's why this woman just comes off as so dramatic because it's just not, I don't know. I could ramble about it for ages. I'm sorry. It's just Australian culture is a bit different. No, Um, you know, but you've you've got an amazing point because the true tragedy of the West is that Everyone is far too comfortable being a victim, whether or not they really are or not. Pointing yeah. fingers, it's, it's you know, it's not my fault, it's your fault or whatever. Yeah. It's just the failure to take responsibility or just own up to the fact that, oh, maybe I should have done a bit more research before working on a Marilyn Manson show, you know? Yeah, exactly. And what do most people do in those situations? If you are actually concerned, like the hobo who um, Lion King me, I <laughs> would go to the doctor. And I would get a test and then, you know, if obviously I can't go after someone who hasn't got money, but for the damages of me taking my time out and going to the doctor and getting a test, I would just send them the bill. I'd be like, can you pay for that? Because I wasn't expecting it. I would still think that's ridiculous, but that is how most people handle issues where they've been upset. You don't go to the fucking court and the police and cause this whole fucking drama. The only reason why she did that was because it was a name. That's yeah, that's it, because of Manson. They think, yeah. They think they can get money, but you gotta understand, yeah. Manson's been through a lot of with with courts, and he might not even have any money anymore. Yeah, well, that's oh. that's the sad thing of it is that you know I've recently learned that he's been scapegoated a lot, and I think a lot of people take advantage of taking a stereotype, especially in America, where you know if it was someone on the street or just a random person, that the gut that uh, lady Susan would just be oh, well, I had a bad day and that was gross. And it wouldn't be like something you talk about for the rest of your fucking life. No. Yeah, and like I said, Darren was asking me about Manson. What did I think about, you know, when he, who's that girl, something, Eli, what, Waitro or whatever that one, the last girl that was suing him for. Uh, Oh, yeah, Eli, Eli. Rachel would. Well, well, yeah, well, (laughs) Darren was asking me stuff and I said to him, I don't, I said, I don't know Manson's personal life. I said, I only know him, you know, performing as stage things. So to answer your question, I don't know. So I can't answer that. Yeah. And that's well, that's the truth. I don't. Everywhere. You know. <laughs> Eli Rachel Wood. I love that. She is forgettable. I call her a national. What kind of a name is that? <laughs> a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> A forgettable name. <laughs> well, I only know about Rose McGovern, and then and then he married um. Then, this, I, this, yeah, I that, love Dita. That yeah, that, that that and that's it. But I have only know I only knew Manson with about with Rose McGovern. I kid you not. Like it, you might not believe this, given the my podcast. I didn't know he even dated Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, they. They dated like most people don't pay attention really to no. who celebrities are dating. Like I listen to music. I'm not like, ooh, who is uh, Jonathan Davis from Corn? 
dating this I week. Like, I didn't care. Evan, I didn't even know who Evan Mitchell Wood was until this entire thing happened. Which I believe exactly it. Why she did it? Because <laughs> she's not an international treasure. She's a national exactly. treasure. And are you wondering if sometimes they do that so they so they can get their name back in for publicity? Oh. Let's check. Maybe she's a, not that bad of an actress. Maybe we can use her in an upcoming project. Think that's what they're doing? All of the Hollywood stars are all opportunists. Like we have to, you know, acknowledge that. That's why they have careers to see the popularity of a movement that um, everyone loves a, a sob story. That's just fact. But you have this popularity of this movement and this storm of someone who wants. Career. Like, if we're realistic, people don't care about relationships they had over a decade ago. In a, could you imagine your friend in a friend group bringing up their ex relationship of over 10 years ago? It's no, it would be so weird. You'd be like, it's what the hell? hell? Yeah. I would like, smack them around the face and tell them to grow a pair of balls. Exactly. If you're that hurt by it, you would tell them you'd listen to them and you'd tell them to go to therapy or you'd tell them to you know, do the right step. You went to a publicist, a journalist, and a fucking made a mockumentary. I call it a mockumentary. You you didn't actually do what people do in those situations where trauma and abuse, it starts ruining your life because you make decisions that self-sabotage you. You do things to avoid it. You, you know, gain addictions. And instead, she made it a publicity stunt. And that's, it's so obvious to me and other people who have done the work to get through abuse how these mm-hmm. Hollywood actresses make a drama out of something that is is not realistic in in real life. You know, you get on with it. That's that's a part of life. So it's just it's really sad. What bothers me the most about the way Evan and whatnot they approach abuse is they act like women. I've come through abuse. I've done a lot of work to get to a place where I can talk about it because I've done work and there's healing. Are there scars? Sure. But you, you, you can heal. You're not constantly in that place where it's fresh and raw. Well, yeah, you don't look for external validation constantly. Mm-hmm. You find internal validation. Yeah, and usually there. when you have issues like that, the best place is to look is inside. And I know people in my family who will go to therapy but they're almost only going to therapy to complain about their family. And if the therapist has said like, oh, maybe you could address these things, then they'll switch and go to a different therapist or whatnot. Well, yeah, they because they really like this victimization of I want somebody to sit there listening to me like, oh, you poor, poor thing, you and your trauma instead of which you can address people's trauma. And that is part of healing is really understanding cool, yeah. that you're trauma is real and valid but if you are drowning in the ocean you know you go to therapy that is giving you a life fast but you have to get up and out of the water into the boat well that's the point of therapy is identifying where responsibility is placed on you so you have toxic shame and rightful guilt so Mm -hmm. what is my independence and i found myself in America stuck with that because unfortunately when when I moved over I had my autonomy stripped away I had no way to to drive or make money and and I was stuck in this house with my sister and my cousin and I got into that victim sort of cloud haze where I was trying to figure out what was wrong what I was doing wrong and I paid for a therapist secretly um, without my sister and my cousin knowing to try and the first thing they said to me is you need autonomy 
So it's like <laughs> you have right. to empower yourself to make the steps and choices to move forward because that cloud that covers you and you don't make it your identity. And I think that's something that is really offensive with these actresses and accused celebrity accusers is that they don't make the steps to have their autonomy and choices and empowerment, which is what healing and being brave actually is, not a talk show host just yelling it at you. Survival in those situations isn't a choice. Being brave is a choice to me. I'm going to jump off this 20-meter dive board and make the choice to be brave through my fear, where in these situations you're cleaning up a mess someone else made for you. And to say that a relationship you had over a decade ago where you purposely created a mockumentary to make it seem more dramatic and sensualized than it, it, sensationalized than it is, is just a, a fucking joke on rape and abuse victims. And it's just, it, it makes me so sad and angry that you have this exaggerated abuse definition and rape definition on social media and people not allowing you to question it um, because of how the culture is. And that's just not the reality for everyday victims who are already questioning if what they're going through is, is hard enough. So you have this sensationalized definition on a documentary and they think, oh, well, I'm not going through abuse and stay in dangerous situations. Imagine making your career the definition of like, I accused this name, I'm a sex victim. Like that's not for acting, that's not for creating you know, they're creating performances. It's a costume party. I'm big into, I love Google Trends. Um, and this isn't necessarily to bash the Esme Biancos and Evans. But if you look at their entire span, Google Trends goes back to, I think, 2004. So if you look at their search history from 2004 to today, their biggest spikes in their career or public awareness is attached to Marilyn Manson and I understand that Evan was like I didn't want to be the home wrecker Marilyn Manson's girlfriend but then why are you using his name and making yourself a public victim I it just doesn't make any sense to me I just think that it just is an obvious highlight of how ingenuine it is I mean it's the actions that you do that make you brave in who you are and if you're using something horrible that happened to you as a complete identifier for your career especially career and and who you are instead of how you overcame and and conquered like even calling it phoenix rising is a joke to me it it's not genuine because people really do go through struggles and fight for it and to just have and we and one of the power dynamics with this that people always discuss they love discussing this on twitter is that having a platform to speak out where people will listen to you automatically because of your influence is a uh, a power dynamic because a lot of victims don't have that ability to speak out about their abuse and be listened to or believed and they can immediately go to journalists depending on the name they choose to accuse because of the popularity of the culture and it's like no, you are absolutely exploiting a public system of that's into digital lynch squads and and you know domination basically of destroying someone, and that's not fair. That's not real life. And you know what's really disingenuous to me about Evan and Karis? You you maybe touched on this in that really great series you did on each of the accusers, 
why the hell did they need to create this I am not okay movement when Me Too was happening? It just seems so like taking the attention off of something onto them even more. Like, would you say like to be an expert in something you might need to have a degree or a license? For some reason, people think, oh, let's let these Hollywood actresses that don't even have any higher education run around talking about serious topics like abuse and mental health as if they're experts on national television. Who thought that was a good idea? Yeah, it's it's Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And like, who thought that Time's Up thing, that organization, which I regret donating to, I remember that year... I have a friend that we love watching like the award shows for fashion. And he was like, let's watch the Golden Globes that year. And I said, no, I don't want to watch it because it's so disingenuous. That's the year that they all like dress in black and had like paraded uh, an abuse survivor out with them, like a a circus animal. I remember that. (laughs) I think like, how am I, why would I sit and act like these people at the Golden Globes who sat in the same room as Harvey Weinstein for decades, applauding him, hugging him, his, you know, and they were the complicit ones. Why would I then be like, oh, yeah, let me sit and watch these people act like they're, you know, heroes. Like, they're completely full of bullshit. Yeah, it's not, you're right, it's a serious subject, and it shouldn't, really shouldn't be touched on in Hollywood or entertainment magazines, especially without facts which journalists have especially when reporting on something so serious usually have an ethical standard to produce work that is factual so you have these public accusations without factual evidence it hasn't been through court no one's been charged just destroying a reputation because of their perceived authority from their social status so people because they have a social status and the majority of people you know do want some kind of like acclaim whether in their careers or their family it's just a natural human response something they perceive in wanting they give like evan rachel wood authority to understanding these definitions of abuse i know she doesn't know them but i work i've worked in the nonprofit fundraising place for many years over a decade and yeah one thing that i have learned and it's very genuine for me when i donate to places i'm like anonymous i don't want any like praise or anything But I can tell you from experience, oftentimes it's the ones that are the biggest donors that want no credit. They give people that will give so much of their money that during event weeks will like donate, you know, almost like full-time hours to you because they really care about the cause. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 don't, don't, I don't, I don't need any, I don't need mentioned in the program or anything like that. That is the antithesis of what Evan Rachel Wood is, Amber Heard. Like, if you're doing paid speaking engagements on a subject, you don't care about that subject. You're not volunteering your time. Yeah, they. it's almost like they use it like a comma vending machine. Like, if I put my name on mm-hmm. the donation, I will get good reviews back. And, it, and altruism, you know, in philosophy doesn't technically exist, but the most altruistic you can get is, by when you're truly doing something you for, that you care about personally for others, it's not for the sake of having your name or being given uh, credit or mm-hmm. um, accolades for. And that's like, you know, the I'm not okay movement and stuff like that. It comes off as so 
not genuine because it wasn't created. It wasn't something that was obviously a core belief. It was just a show. It was a costume party. And it's, With really it's, ugly buttons. Yeah, real ugly buttons. <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck did the graphic design on that logo, Elma? Elma, <laughs> um. <laughs> I thought you were an artist. What the fuck was that logo? Yeah, I, my sister has learned everything. Well, copied me um, badly, um, unfortunately. <laughs> so she and then she'll and then she'll get it tattooed on her forehead for a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. ten bucks. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. So, um, but I think they actually thought that they would I think they are um what's it called um they feel validated in their cause because with the popularity of a movement and being able to say what they wanted and feeling validated and they feel like invincible almost yeah, probably yeah. and that's what's so offensive to me and I know other survivors with these movements is that they've completely derailed what the actual work is behind this um behind abuse behind all of those things well, and then you've got Susan Fountain, so. Yeah, I mean, you could be that. <laughs> and then the Susan. Phoenix rising from the waterfalls coming soon to imagine HBO. If, imagine if you use all the descriptive words of a fountain. Like, I got splatted. And <laughs> she used this one word, and oh, let me find it. Have you ever heard anybody say... Such and such a person was trying to vex me. Vex. Oh, God. Yeah. So that, she, she said in her freaking lawsuit that Marilyn, Marilyn Manson's intentions, which I, I don't know what was going on in the guy's head, but I imagine he probably just was quickly spitting into the camera and then going to carry on with the song. I doubt it really was personal towards her. But she says in his, her lawsuit... That his intentions were to vex, injure, and annoy her. Maybe to annoy her. It comes off like, so look at me, 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 me. Like, ma'am, you're behind the camera. Like, it, 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 there's a show going on, you know. There's other things happening than what's happening in you and your spit universe. Yeah, what do you what do you think this is? You think he like <laughs> purposely targeted? Yeah, the fucking loogie <laughs> universe is singled out. He, he, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I think you know we were talking earlier. We was expressing how like um, you know, and we said earlier as well that when you go to these kinds of shows, you kind of expect a specific kind of um, uh, crowd standard as well. And it's not just the performer that is acting that way but the audience as well it's just well known and there's specific etiquette and rules in pits and at these concerts where you behave and you help each other up and things you know get gross or heavy and people get broken bones and noses and bruises and it's kind of like a badge of honor um in the pit Mm -hmm. um to be i don't know covered in bodily functions or like i mean like what if he crowd surfed and sweat got on her but Oh, um, she'd be dead. That's yeah, it. she'd die. Prison. She'd fucking die from, you know, diseases. So, I was, do you imagine these people in a zombie apocalypse? Like, this oh my god. <laughs> you know, they'd, be, they'd be dead in ten minutes. No, they'd be suing them. 
with a cease and desist. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know how people blamed Ozzy Osbourne for COVID? People blame the zombie apocalypse from Marilyn Manson's thinking. Yeah, exactly. And the Guar concert, they made a um a doll of the Prime Minister of Australia and chopped off his head and covered everyone in blood. And I mean, like, yeah, okay, it's not bodily function, but, like, those kinds of things are, are like, exciting. They're, like, like I said, it's not just the performer, it's the audience, too. I had a friend I worked with in government. We got along. He immediately picked me out because we're, like, oh, musician, artist, we're friends. And he was um, the lead singer to a um, punk, a famous old punk band, um, the Painters and Dockers in Australia. And, oh, he was, like, my favorite person. Um, we'd go get tea together. And he tell me all these amazing stories. And they were doing a show once. Um, they have a famous song, um, I forget what it's called, is it Pig Farm, or I don't know, something like that, um, and he explained that during the show, the crowd parted, like Moses in the Red Sea, right, and this guy walks through the middle of the crowd with a pig's head on a stick and lays it on the stage, and it was like an offering, and he, and he was like, it was wild, like none of us asked for that, you know, obviously we don't support animal cruelty and blah, 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 blah. Um, this is back in the fucking, I don't know, like way before all of this perfectionist culture shit, you know, Ozzy Osbourne biting a bat type of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like people, it's not just the performers either. It's like the the um, culture of the show that kind of accumulates is these weird human <laughs> behaviors of doing strange things like that to impress or be a part of the show. And I don't know. I think it's, yeah, she's just so dramatic. It's not, it's not even a thing. If you said any fucking metalhead or punk rocker that they got spit on at a show, they would, it would be a story of their lifetime. I got spit on by this person. <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure that also that it, when most pit concert tickets, it says like you could get spit or whatever on you. Oh, it's like SeaWorld with a whale show. You're in the first. Yeah, rows. exactly. That's a good analogy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maryland it's gonna Manchester. happen. Yeah. Just like SeaWorld. Yeah. It's yeah, a Maryland Manchester just like No, and it's like SeaWorld <laughs> with no animal cruelty. Well, you just... know. Oh, that's true, yeah. What are you talking about? He's he's trapped whales before <laughs> made them <laughs> He probably is the reason that that sweet what's her that whale's name that just died in Miami? Marilyn Manson did it. Yeah, yeah just you don't have to take accountability here. Um, you did it by vexing. Okay, I am going to wrap up this portion of my conversation with Jan Terry, Brighton, and Karis. But before I let you go, I did just want to say, as you know, I really fully, fully believe in transparency and reading things fully in their entirety. So if you visit justiceformarylandmanson.com, you can go to the Google Drive and you can read Susan Fountain's entire lawsuit. Her case, not much has happened in LA County. It was initially dismissed, but there was some kind of a clerical error that created a communication breakdown. And so none of the parties 
appeared in court and the case was dropped. So they asked to reopen the case and the case has been reopened. There was supposed to be a hearing in July of 2023 that Susan Fountain actually motioned to postpone until later this fall, maybe because she was waiting to get through this sentencing. Who knows? You can read her entire lawsuit on assault, battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. She is seeking monetary damages for the mental and emotional injuries that she claims that she suffered from this 10 second incident. It is on camera, by the way. Somebody caught, you know how things, you know how people at concerts film things all the time. Anyway, you can find this video out there if you want. In addition to that, I did just want to say a few things. One, Manson was sentenced to just 20 hours of community service and a $1,400 fine that I believe they weighed $200 for some reason, so it was dropped down to $1,200. His lack of a criminal record um, obviously served in his favor, as well as it was just a very minor misdemeanor. When, when he was leaving the courthouse, one of the local reporters asked if he had any idea where he would want to dedicate his community service. And he offered, hopefully somewhere, helping those with rehab. In whatever capacity he decides to do his community service, I'm sure that he will do a lot of good. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Jan. Thank you to Brighton. And thank you to Karis for joining this discussion. I hope you enjoyed it. And if not, that's okay. No harm, no foul. Thank you again for listening either way. That's it till next time. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast and keeping an open mind. In between episodes, find much more information and updates at justiceformarylandmanson.com. There you can also find links to join my monthly newsletter, which will provide case updates for you straight in your inbox, as well as, of course, links to social media, and a whole lot more.